Little girls grow up waiting for the perfect fairy tale to come true. We envision how it will all come about. The perfect girl meeting the perfect boy, then love, marriage, and a happy family. I believe some get their fairy tale, but then there are the others. And for these others, life just takes a different turn. Things that we thought would never happen, such as abortion. But God in his goodness, he has greater authority and greater purpose and can bring every tragedy into good. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey friends, this is Jeannie. Welcome back to the Shattered and the Beautiful podcast. Well, before we dive in today, I just want to say thank you to Kenny who sent me this beautiful gift. Thank you for being a gift giver, Kenny, and for obeying God. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I recently received a thank you letter from Kenny just sharing how he had stumbled across the podcast and how much it had blessed his life and He in turn blessed my life. And Kenny, it came on such a day that I so needed it. So thank you for being obedient to God. And gave me three coffee mugs, which I love coffee, but one for each member of my family. But the words that were on these mugs, I know that God laid them on your heart, Kenny, because one was laugh. The scripture is a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, Ecclesiastes 3.4. Well, one of the things that I had on my vision board this year is that I would laugh more after all the grieving in the morning that God would just put a new laugh in me. And then another one had the word love on it. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have first loved you. Well, that scripture is the very scripture that is in my wedding rings. And the last one, live, I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord, Psalms one eighteen seventeen. And so many times I've had to declare this. I've had to say, this will not kill me. This will not destroy me. I choose to live and declare God's glory in this circumstance. And so you could not have chosen better words for me and my family. And I thank you so much for that. Thank you for giving back and being a gift giver. Well, friends, today I want to touch on a topic of abortion, and this is part of my story. You know, uh, years back, I, I was so passionate about the issue of abortion, and I still am today. Don't get me wrong, but I just spent every waking minute just declaring God's truth about the unborn, that every life has immeasurable worth and value, and speaking up for that woman that woman that had made that choice for whatever reason and the pain and sorrow and turmoil that she went through afterwards and how she needed to experience God's mercy and his grace. And I so wanted that for every single woman that had ever, and still do, for every woman that had ever encountered abortion. Then other things began to happen in my life and I began to experience other traumas and pains and sorrows, experience more lessons, hard lessons in life 
related to ministry and then uh, through loss, you know, walking through family members, losing them and just significant losses. And my story, my, my overall testimony began to grow and evolve. And I've said before, you know, it's not that I wanted this to be my story, but it is my story and I will declare it and I will share it for God's glory. And so there's many aspects of my story that I now share, but today we're going to be talking about abortion. Now, for the sake of time, I will not get into sharing the full story of my abortion experience. So if that is something that you need to listen to, please go back to episode three. The title of the episode is My Abortion and the Power of Your Story. Today, I want to touch on overall the impact of abortion and what it does to women as I share just portions of my testimony. Winston Churchill says, Men occasionally stumble over the truth, but most of them pick themselves up and hurry off as if nothing ever happened. And so many times we hear the message of abortion and we are not really sure what to do with that information. So because we don't know what to do or we're not sure how to do it, we just listen to it, dust it under the rug, and we just move on about our life. Or we think, oh, because it hasn't affected me, this isn't something I really need to do anything about. And we could not be further from the truth because everything wrong in our country is stemming from abortion. Everything. That means that every one of us is feeling the impact of abortion. What I mean by that is that all of the suffering, the darkness, the controversies that are swirling all around America, there is an underneath lurking issue of abortion. That's right. Abortion is the driving force. As my husband calls it, the eye of the storm of everything going on, everything going on wrong in our world, even when it is not mentioned, even when it is not discussed. Even when we sweep it under the rug and try to move on with our life. The truth is one in every three women have been impacted by abortion or will or have had one by the age of 45. And those are real stats. Now think about that percentage. The next time you're standing in a circle of women, the next time you're sitting in church, the next time you're at your office, the next time you're at a women's event or a women's conference, although many of us, many, many of us never utter a word about it, but we have in fact experienced the pain and the suffering of abortion. There is something called abortion distress syndrome, post-abortion syndrome. We're going to talk about that a little bit today, what those symptoms are. So it's been 31 years ago since I had my abortion and I'm not going to talk about the details leading up to that. What you need to know is that I did not have the truth that I needed to have. I did not have a pregnancy resource center like the one that I founded Coastline Women's Center to go to and hear truth and experience truth. I couldn't see my baby in my womb. If I would have understood these things, I know without a shadow of a doubt that I would not have chosen abortion. I had no education and knowledge of fetal development. And so I was filled with fear and confusion. This led to my decision and some bad influence that I got, which ultimately devastated my life. You know, abortion is not something that you can take back. 
just this past week, I was talking to this couple who were just in turmoil, absolute fear over an unplanned pregnancy that they were facing. And to understand, you know, we think the world lies to us that, you know, abortion is going to solve this issue. Abortion is going to solve this crisis. That is not further from the truth. Abortion is going to open up a whole nother painful can of circumstances that you never knew existed. It's going to lead into pain and suffering and depression and so many other things, addictions, loneliness. It is not something that is going to go away. Abortion stays with you for the rest of your life. You can't take it back. Now, thankfully, we have a God who is merciful, and for those that call upon him, he will forgive them. He will bestow his mercy and his grace upon us. There is forgiveness at the cross, but still, even with forgiveness, you live without loss the rest of your life. Now, that child immediately goes to be in the presence of the Lord, and if we are a believer in Jesus Christ, the great hope that we have is we will be with that child again one day. So the child is taken care of. But the suffering and the pain that the mother must go through on this earth at times is unbearable. And matter of fact, there are women that have taken their life. This is how serious this is, that abortion can cause us to even commit suicide. As a woman, we were created to be mothers and to be nurturers. So to bring destruction to our very own child is not something easy to live with once we fully realize what has happened and what we have done. So 31 years ago, when I made this choice that devastated my life, I had no idea what was ahead of me. Why didn't anyone ever tell me I was going to feel this way is what I was questioning in my mind as I was sitting in a puddle of tears. And I knew in that moment in my despair, that I was going to have to get busy living or get busy dying. And the only way that I knew to live was to get up off that floor and justify why I had made this terrible, terrible decision. Because truthfully, it was the only way that I could live with myself. It was the only way I could survive is to stay in this place of denial and justification. It was the only way I could get from day to day. So one of the reasons why I felt like I needed to have an abortion is because I was in college and I didn't think that I would be able to finish school and get my career. I thought that I would let everyone around me down. So in justifying my mistake, I put myself through school. I graduated at the top of my class, got a great career, bought my first vehicle, bought my first home. And as I was making all these uh, successes in life, achieving all this success, Every night, I would drown in my tears. Down deep, the secret would live on within me. The pain and the suffering would live on in me. And nothing that I seemed to do, even getting involved with drugs and alcohol and dating all the wrong men, all these things happened after my abortion. I used all these things to try to cope with the pain and nothing worked. And so I tried success. That didn't work. Nothing worked. The sorrow and the pain continued. Eventually, one of the greatest gifts was accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and knowing that he forgave me. A next gift that entered into my life was being introduced to a pregnancy resource center that would soon lead me through a post-abortive Bible study that would ever, forever change my life. In that Bible study, I received miraculous healing. And also through that Bible study, God 
called me and I answered the call. He wanted me to be a living testimony for him, to share what had happened in my life and how he loved me and forgave me and saved me and how he healed me. Jehovah Rapha healed me and to share that opportunity with other women. And so I said, yes. And then that call led to another call to another call. Oh, I don't have time to share it all with you right now. And I so wish I did. But here's what you need to know. God met me. It was a woman at the well experience. He met me. He saw me. He touched me and he healed me from the pain of that abortion. And I did not ever believe that it was even possible. But friends, it is. I was not the same. I was totally transformed by his loving, healing grace. And one of the things that he asked me to do was to write my story. So that's one of the first assignments that God gave me when I came out of that healing. And I wrote a book called Shattered Into Beautiful, Delivering the Brokenhearted from Abortion. And I highly encourage you to get that book. You can get it on my website, JeannieScottSmith.com. Get that book and read it. And even if you're not post-abortive, there are so many things in that book. Stuff from my childhood, things how God just moved in so many miraculous ways in my life. And many times, even women that are not post-abortive have told me how much that book, that little book, because I like to write little small books, but powerful books that impact my readers. And so I encourage you to get it. And listen, if you know someone that has had an abortion, I ask that you get it for them too. Give it to them as a gift. You know, just simply say, hey, I heard this podcast and I heard about this book and I just felt led to give you this book because I wrote that book out of a passion and desire for women to receive healing because they needed something to relate with. I know what that feels like because I've been there on the other side. And it's very, very difficult to stand up and say, oh yes, I've had an abortion. It is not something that we are going to do out of fear of judgment, out of fear of so many things. So my heart behind this book was a woman may not be able to stand up and say that. But she could pick up a book and in the privacy of her home, read this book and receive healing, receive courage to be able to come forth and just tell one person. Because when you speak it out, just even the first time to someone else, guess what? It loses its power over you. See, the enemy wants you to stay in a place of isolation, pain, and suffering. He wants to think you're cursed. He wants you to think that it's the unforgivable sin and God does not love you in that is not true. God does love you. There is no unforgivable sin, and abortion is not a greater sin than anything else. A sin is a sin, and there is healing at the cross. He will redeem it. I promise you, I am living proof. So I encourage you to grab that book and read all of the detail there, because I can't get into it in today's show, or go back and listen to the previous podcast. But today, I just want to speak into the issue of abortion itself. These symptoms that we go through as post-abortive women are very real. And so if you are listening today and you're post-abortive, you're going to relate to these. If you are considering abortion, I want to tell you with every breath in my body that that is not the pathway that God has for you and that there is suffering when you choose abortion and that there is no struggle that you could face as a single mom or whatever it may be that you think all the reasons you could give me as to why you should have an abortion, I promise you, there is no reason, no struggle that you could have that would be greater than the suffering that you will have as a post-abortive woman. So I want to encourage you to choose life. I want to encourage you to choose blessing, not curses on your life. 
So some of the things that we experience as a post-abortive woman brings distress, emotional, psychological symptoms that may include guilt, emotionally feeling numb, shame, grief, sorrow, self-condemnation, self-harm, anger, rage, depression is huge. So many women that are post-abortive experience depression. Of course, there's addictions, drugs, alcohol, anxiety, loneliness, bitterness, confusion that continues before uh, the unplanned pregnancy, during and after. Of course, there's regret and remorse. There's fear. There's fear of God's judgment and punishment. There's panic, self-hatred. I mentioned suicide already because we are in a place of despair. We absolutely feel rejected. We feel that we cannot approach God because of what we have done. We live in absolute horror. And of course, there's fear uh, as a failure. You're just you're fearful that you have uh, just failed God as a woman, as a child of God, uh, as a mother. And sometimes once we have children after having a previous abortion, it can damage our mothering abilities. And so we may feel uh, that we're overprotective or we may have a hard time bonding with those children. We have a hard time feeling like we can be a good mother to those children because we were such a bad mother to the one whom life uh, we, we took through abortion. And so there, then there's also behavioral changes sometimes. You know, uh, we, we live in a place of secret. We have crying spells. I had so many crying spells. I, I would cry on my pillow, cry myself to sleep almost every night. I would go in the closet and hide and cry just felt like I could not be understood. No one could understood the secret pain that I was living in. And of course, it affected my sleep. Sometimes it affects our motivation. We just can't put, I was in a season where I could not put one foot in front of the, of the next. And marital stress, uh, the abortion that I had, my husband was not part of my abortion. He married a woman who had had an abortion. And so he married into this. So it wasn't impacting him the way it was impacting me. However, it was impacting our marriage. The abortion almost destroyed our marriage because he didn't know what to do with me. He didn't know how to help me. And so there there are bonding, our bonding in our in our marriage vows. Things were just having an extreme amount of stress on them. And it was causing us to grow apart instead of growing together. So there was withdrawal going on because there was being uh, changes, you know, changes in our relationship. And of course, the shame and the curse that I felt upon my life just absolutely almost destroyed me. I felt cursed by God. Now, that was a lie. That was what the enemy was whispering in my ear. But because I couldn't have another child when I wanted to, for years I was uh, walked through infertility, I absolutely felt cursed and, and that I deserved it. I deserved this after what I had done. So for years, I lived in this turmoil and these lies until God met me one Sunday morning at a church with a bulletin that was placed in my hand that said a local pregnancy crisis center needed volunteers. And I didn't even know what a pregnancy crisis center was. But ultimately, that led to this Bible study that I attended that changed my life. And God did it with his word. I mean, he ministered to me in this uh, group of women that just so come alongside of me and loved me through this pain and this suffering, but God would meet me intimately. See, that's when he becomes your personal savior is when he meets your personal needs because I knew God, I loved him, I believed in him, but he seemed kind of far off. But in this, do you guys know that God always revealed himself even in the Bible through times of crisis? And see, I was in crisis. I was in crisis and he 
was introducing his character to me through my crisis. But of course, I had to be willing. And he meets me with his word. He leads me to a passage of scripture when I was all alone with him. And the scripture was in Ezekiel 36, 25, 26. I will sprinkle clean water on you and I will cleanse you of your filthiness. Then it goes on to say, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. All tears just filled me. I became overjoyed as I felt the Lord doing a work inside of me that could only be done supernaturally. It felt as if my heart was being torn down and rebuilt back up. And that's exactly what God did. He transformed my heart. He touched me and he healed me. And I was never the same. It was an absolute miraculous miracle in my life. And I want to tell you that God wants to do that too. If you are listening and you're post-abortive, he wants to do the same thing in your life, in your heart. He wants to give you a new heart and a new spirit if you're willing. Oh, do not delay the goodness of God. There is healing. There is healing after abortion. See, abortion destructs. It destructs us emotionally, physically, and spiritually. It is death. It's from the enemy and it's meant to destroy. He hates the image bearers of God. That means he hates all of the children in the womb. He hates you. He hates me. He hates our living children. He hates us all because we were created in the image of God. And his goal is to destroy as many as he can in the womb. And he's got a lot of strategic ways in which he's doing that right now, right? The earlier, the better, according to Satan. If he can't kill them in the womb, he's going to kill them outside the womb. He's coming after our children. We can see this everywhere in the world. And we have to take a stand. We have to speak truth. And so if you're post-abortive, one of the things that you can do is share your story. Ask God to give you courage to share your story because your story, sharing your story might save the next human being. There could be someone in your pathway, someone right around you right now that is struggling with this decision, or maybe they're post-abortive too, and you're both struggling in this pain and sorrow of abortion, but if one of you would speak up, the other one would say, oh, I've experienced that too, and when two or more are gathered together in his name, there he will be. He will bring forth his healing, but we have to be willing to speak up. You know, what does Revelation 12, 11 tells us? We overcome him meaning Satan, by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, and the word of our testimony. Can you believe that? Do you see the power in your testimony? It's being compared to the blood of the Lamb. He is the greatest story ever told. Yours is the second story, greatest story ever told. You telling your story of him in your life. This is profound. And so don't hold it back. Your stories, your affliction was not for you to hide back and to hide under a bushel. No, it was to be a light bearer, to bring impact and hope to a lost, hurting world. Your story can save a life. See, once I was captive to my sin of abortion, but now the only one I am captive to is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he now uses me to spread his truth when sincerity and truth and love like a sweet perfume. And I willingly do it with joy on his behalf because of what he's done for me, knowing that he is leading and he is watching. And friends, I'm encouraging you and asking you to do the same. William Shakespeare said, to be or not to be, that is the question. And that has been 
the revolving question around abortion, hasn't it? It is a baby yet. It isn't a baby yet. It's just a cluster of cells. No, from the moment of conception, life happens. From the moment of conception, there is DNA, there is characteristics, there is a purpose, and there is a plan at the moment of conception. It is life. It is your child. It is a baby. And the only thing different between a baby at the moment of conception and a baby, say, at two years old, is environment. One baby is outside the womb and another baby is in the womb. But there is no less value in that person, in that baby, in that human being. Both of them have intrinsic worth and value. And both of them are fully a human being. So I want to say to you, if you are a woman or a man and you have experienced the pain and trauma of abortion, I want you to know God wants to see you healed and restored and it will bring life transformation to you. It will change your relationship. It will change who you are as a person. It will change how you parent your other living children. Do not delay. Find help today. Research your local pregnancy resource center because many of these centers have healing available for you. And if you just don't even know where to start, then please reach out to me on my website, JeannieScottSmith.com. You can also private message me on Smith Evangelistic Ministries Facebook page, and I would be glad to help you find a source for healing. Aren't you so thankful for God's love? Let's end today's episode just thanking Him for it. Oh, Father God, thank you that you know our pathway. You know everything about us. You understand and comprehend our journey. Thank you for being a God of many second chances because you love us so much. Thank you for being acquainted with all of our ways, good and bad, and that you give us an opportunity every day to change the course of our life by receiving you first as our Savior and then following after you, which leads to nothing but a path of abundant, obedient living. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, I love you bunches. Remember, live life abundantly. If you like Mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered in the Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered in the Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way. Oh, 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 oh,